Well, what's up and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. My name's Brett Stewart. I'm the host. And today, my co-host back with me is Mr. Golf Pro himself, Carson Grigsby. What's up, podcast world, Brett? Man, thanks for having me. And I, for sure. I always appreciate the very kind and encouraging words, dude. Like, Aw. Seriously. Thanks. Makes me feel um, so good. And after that, I'm going to throw Carson under the bus. He was like, oh, wow. hey, you should totally what? start this podcast. Like, hey, what's up, podcast world? This is BS, also known as B-Sizzle. Um, and I hold said, up, I said no. I did not say B-Sizzle. I think no, that's true. you probably added <laughs> that one sizzle. on there. Okay, yeah. That shows my age that I, sh- that I said sizzle. You would never say sizzle. But anyways, my initials are BS, so just bringing clarification to that. But anyways, our guest today. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, he's a friend, a co-worker, and it's been incredible to see the work that Jesus has done in his life over the last several years. Um, it's Paul Lewis, and, and Paul's also one of our student pastors mm-hmm. here at Beltway. So um, yeah, Paul, say hello, give kind of a introduction to, to who you are, and then let's just kind of jump into your story of where you were, how you got there, and when Jesus met you in that place, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, that's great. Brett, thank you for having me on here. Glad Absolutely. to be here with Carson as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just really blessed and honored and just humbled to be a part of this and just what God's doing just here in Beltway and the different ministries and all the different things. So this is just really great. Uh, just a quick little bit about me. I've been um, a student pastor here at Beltway since December of 2019. Yeah. And a cool thing is like Carson sitting here, you know, we just kind of <laughs> came on board together at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Like he came he came into Beltway as a student. He just showed up. Right. And He's, we just He was that kid, which I was kind of like that kid too. So I appreciate Carson in this way. The kid that just like shows up out of nowhere, but then falls in love with Jesus and just runs hard. And it's like everywhere you look, Carson is there. Hey, I, I try my best, you know. I, I, I'm all things to all people and, you know, trying to be like Jesus, look like you, Jesus, and live like Jesus. You love Jesus. Come you on. love people. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah so Paul and, and Carson kind of showed up Yeah, at the so same with time. Carson, it's just uh, I really appreciate him and... You know, he we both jumped in at like the same time before all the craziness that's happened over the last two years. And Carson, I remember like the first day I kind of really met him. He's like, hey, I'm ready just to go all in. It's like, whatever you need, I'm just ready to run after God. And so I've just, I've been really blessed to walk with him over the last couple of years. And God's been doing some really awesome stuff in student ministry that we're really excited about, just changing the culture in, in such a way where it's really, you know, in simple ways to say this of like, we it's not about what we're doing and what we need to do. But, you know, we know that churchy language all the time, but really the Holy Spirit has been moving the last couple of years in student ministry and people have been taking their eyes off themselves and really setting them on Jesus. And we've just, you know, Nathan and I, the other student pastor at the South Campus, we've been, we talk about this regularly. We, we've been blessed to be leading and and to be a part of this ministry. It's Mm -hmm. not even about what we're doing, but God's just turning up and, and we're having a lot of fun. So just really... I'm really thankful to be where I'm at. You know, I've, you know, my story, I've come from a lot of places and for God to have me here, um, I'm super humbled. And it's amazing. just as you, as you talk about that, it's amazing what happens when we get out of the way and we just, we come on board with what the Lord is doing and how he's Mm -hmm. moving. Yeah. Like it's what changes things. Yeah. So come on. 
But and so let let that lead lead you into kind of your story, Paul. Um, you were a you were a cop. You were a police officer uh, for Abilene a little bit, and I don't know if your story where you start goes there or, or where you want to to go from. But kind of show us and tell us, walk us through what life looked like and and how you found yourself in that place, and then when Jesus Jesus showed up, and then. Of course, kind of like what I just said a minute ago, you kind of got out of the way and let Jesus be yeah, Lord, and, and He took over, and He's been doing amazing things in your life. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably start a little bit before that, just kind of talk yeah. through some a bit of the journey and the different places uh, of this of all of this thing. I, I want to start out kind of with a with a thought and idea that I really feel like God's kind of been putting on my heart lately about you know just within ministry. You know, you know, we're dealing with people all the time and, and with problems. And, you know, just like in when I worked in law enforcement, same kind of deal. We're dealing with people and, and problems. And they're all similar in a way, but it's just different how we deal with them. Um, but I've been kind of wrestling with that, just seeing all the brokenness and the pain that people are, are constantly living in and, and, you know, being stuck in and just even connecting in my own life. Um, but there's this idea and thought that God's been putting on my heart of just, you know, people's problem, you know, people's problem or their struggles or just humanity really in general, uh, it's not really, their pro- our problem isn't really our circumstances or our sin. You know, we get mm. so focused on those things so much, right? But the problem is that we're dead in Adam, yeah. right? And so yeah. this is like one of the major things that God has revealed to me, especially when I encountered him like six years ago where he really changed me. Uh, he revealed how dead I was. And so a lot, you know, we focus so much on, okay, I got this problem here, this circumstance here, this situation here, how life has unfolded for me, all the things that I've done, all this, all the sin, all the whatever that is, even the good things of our life, we get focused on those things, but really, we miss what's underneath all yeah. that stuff. Like that's the so real good. wrestle, and we we get stuck in that place. And really, you know, when you're there, when you're when you're dead in Adam, and you're living that place, you're it keeps you trapped in in this nature, that fallen nature, that fallen mindset. And when you're there, there's no going forward. Yeah. And we try to build things, we try to do things, we try to even with good intentions, a right heart. You know, we're raised right in a lot of different ways. You know, when something's dead, you know, it, it can't go forward. Right. Like if you yeah. think, just think, imagine, just picture something dead. Can it really do anything? Yeah. Yeah. So for someone listening that is, you know, maybe they don't know a lot of stories in scripture or whatever, yeah. or maybe some of like. Uh, some of the typical phrases we refer to. When you say dead in Adam, what explain that a little bit more for maybe somebody who doesn't who doesn't know the story or doesn't understand um, kind of what you're alluding to in that. Yeah. So w- what I mean by that is, you know, there's Adam and Eve in the beginning, you know, when they, they were in perfect relationship with God, there was just a connection with him that mm-hmm. couldn't be broken. All of their dependence and trust and security and identity was fully in God. He was unlimited yeah. in what he could do for them and what he could give them and how he could carry them. So that's what was going on in the beginning. But then, you know, we know the we know the story we, the, of sin. Sin came into the world uh, because Adam sinned. You know, he uh, basically committed treason against God by uh, just not believing God, turning away from God, and just wanting to do his own thing and mm-hmm. taking it on himself to do what needed to be done or what he thought was right. So we see this separation happen, and then all of a sudden sin comes in, and then that brings on the nature of the devil. It came into us, his mindset, his nature, and we started humanity fully is connected to that now. And so the scriptures say that, you know, in Adam all die, 
And then that sin came through him and all into all humanity. So when we're all born, uh, just like Ephesians two says, if you you know Ephesians two is an incredible chapter to read yeah. about all this, um, but it says that we're all born dead in our sins and trespasses. Yeah. So there's this foundation of death that we're all connected to, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, you know, we're not we don't see that. You know, we yeah. we think our problem is just the the things outside of that, but there's this foundation of sin and death that we're really connected to. Yeah. That we don't really acknowledge as we grow up, and like we're trying to get away from that in a way, but unknowingly, we're stuck there. Yeah, and it's not just you know with the biblical story. It's not that we encountered physical death, which that is a consequence of it. But but the death that Paul is is talking about is it is literally that separation from perfect unity with a limitless yeah. God and what it's like to find our yeah. every need and our every purpose and our every joy in life in Him. Yeah. Like, that is the death. And I wrote down, uh, it was just an interesting thought uh, as you were talking, and I, it just, for whatever reason, it, it, it stuck in my mind a different way, but I wrote down, anytime we try to take stuff on ourselves, it brings death or greater death. And that yeah. applies to like any area in our lives. When we when we put it upon our shoulders or our mind or our burden to handle or to take care of or to resolve, little do we know in doing it, it is bringing an aspect of death because we are walking away from allowing God to be provider, yeah. protector, sustainer, deliverer, you know, mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, yeah I just want to ask, I mean... I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here and just ask. So let's say you know I'm I I love the life that I live. Like I'm I, I have a good time. I have fun. I enjoy my life. Like I I love the way I live. You know I I might go out to the bar. I might go drink. You know I I kind of just do whatever I feel like doing. You know. Um, yeah, you're and, and, your own and, lord. You yeah, just like, do whatever I'm a, you want to like, do. And, and I'm okay with that. Like so, what would you say to that person that's that that's like in that place? Like what would you say to me? Like. If I'm living in that place where it's just, I just kind of want to just have fun and enjoy my life, like, but I, I do kind of have this desire deep down in my heart that's like, I know there's something more. What what would you say to me? Or what did that look like for you? Yeah. yeah. That might have been, yeah. That might have been you. Well, the thing is with that, I, you know, I look back on my life, especially my teenage years, I never was challenged with that question hmm. or like, I never, you know, Really, I look back. I, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. We went to church all the time. I, I went to youth group at, at different times. I called myself a Christian, but the life I was living, just you know, Monday through Friday, different. You know, we know the language of this. Was not yeah. walking with God or or knowing Him. It just, I, my life revealed a very worldly life, like a very sinful life. I was living in the flesh, just like Carson was talking about. I was living for my desires, my own will, what I wanted to do. It wasn't about anything about what God wanted to do in my life. And, and in that place, you know, we got to challenge that. But even even then, it's like when people are there, and I've seen this, you can't really convince them mm-hmm. or have the right words to say how to get out of that place, you know. And really what it comes down to is um, when, I, when, I, when I've talked with people now that are in that wrestle where they kind of got one foot in, one foot out, where they're, you know, where they're, wanting to live their own life but they're wanting they're wanting change they're they're, they're you know yeah. they're starting yeah, to wrestle yeah. with the darkness that's in their life they they want to be different they want to do right they want to do good they want to they want they want change but they're still wanting a part of just living for themselves it's like 
that place is a, is a really str- is a really hard place yeah. because really you know what I tell people as I journey with them is like you got to let go. Yeah. And you got to let go and really what it comes down to is you got to let go of believing who you are apart from God. Yeah. yeah. And start really seeing and believing and knowing and experiencing who you are in God, like what God says about you and what he's done for you. That's what it really comes down to. It's not about what we can do like how hard you can work or anything like that or how hard you can try or fight to to change or be different. You know, when things are dead, you know, like we were like I was saying earlier, yeah. no no change can happen. Life has to come. Yeah. And right, and that's the truth about, you know, that's what Jesus brought to us. He 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 was the life that came to us. Yeah. We were all trapped in death. Life came. And so to give us life and I, you know, just thinking about me and going back to my story a little bit and and we'll talk a little bit about this. It's like this is where this death I was talking about. This is where I was, even though I didn't know that. You know, all those years up until six years ago, I was in this place of death, and like God revealed to me and showed me that um, I needed life. And so, um, dang, just trying to think about how to really say this. There's a lot of different ways yeah. to say this, but as you're thinking about that, yeah, give me um, a second. I want to kind of go, I'll answer a little bit of what Carson, the question he posed. It, death in the beginning can kind of feel good because it, it means you choosing what you want to do, but death breeds death and yeah. life breeds life. And yeah, it's like, as you, get, as you get further along into that line and into that journey of, of determining for yourself what's best and what you need, it, it will lead to a place where there is desperation where there is hopelessness yeah, where there where you just feel either trapped or you just feel weighty you know yeah. like paul said something earlier about acknowledging like how dead you are like yeah. I, I think that's important because we can we can talk about things that we enjoy or things that were that are fun but that doesn't mean that we have life or hope and yeah, sometimes it's 100%. sometimes it's either sitting in your own place and just being real honest with yourself and acknowledging the parts of you that feel dead or it takes something yeah. radical like yeah. falling into a pit and being at your lowest to where you have no you have no other move other yeah. than to just confess and acknowledge, yeah, you know, no, that's that's one hundred percent. I think I think one big thing that I see so much in my generation is, you know, we we think about the way we live our lives, and you know, one we think right now that that what we're doing is like it's fun, it's enjoyable, so it's right, so it's it, it's the right thing to do because it makes me yeah. feel good. And, and we don't realize that, one, it's death, and two, we don't realize the consequences that it'll bring down the road. And, you know, that's what I, I see so much in my generation before I met Jesus, too, is that it's like, man, like, we don't have a, a God. When you when you don't follow Jesus, you don't have a God. And it's like, we do whatever we want, whenever yeah. we want. The, when, our, when our minds say, hey, I, I'm hungry, I'm going to go get food, I'm going to go eat whatever I want, or hey, you know what, I, today was a hard day. I'm going to go drink and drink whatever I want and how much I want mm-hmm. and never, and I don't have to stop. And there's no consequences for it in our own minds yeah. because in the moment it feels good. And, and what, what we have to realize is that not only does sin bring death, but there are earthly consequences. Yeah, and that's ex- yeah. exactly the situation of the garden. Like the yeah. the serpent, Satan, the enemy, he came in and he posed this question of, 
of, no, actually, if you choose that fruit, it's really good. You're yeah. going to enjoy it. And God, God was holding out on you. And there's no known consequences for taking it. Yep. Or you even question, like what happened in, in the story of the Garden of Eden, you question, like, well, did God really mean that I would die? Because he said everything is 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 good yeah. and pleasing. Yeah. And so it, it's this questioning of the consequences, kind of hoping that I'm going to choose this and, and maybe I'll miss out on it. But yeah, yeah. Come on. let's kick it back to Paul. Yeah. So I mean, just like they're talking about right now, it, there is this issue of death and life. You know, we a lot of times it gets like it's just this issue of good and bad, but really at the foundational level, it is death and life. Yeah. And so I was just thinking about a verse, you know, it says, um, that we've been, you know, all of us were separated from the life of God. Mm. So that was the verse I was kind of thinking about a while ago, but yeah. and trying to remember in that moment. And so, but I was going back like into my story a little bit. Let's go into it. It's like, I want to talk about this death that I was in and how I, you know, I was totally separated from the life of God, but I thought it was on me and what I needed to do and how I needed to act and what I was responsible for uh, making happen, what I needed to fight against and all that kind of stuff. It was just a focus on me. I needed to make the change. I needed to get out of this place of death. But really what that is, when we were living that way, which is, this is how I grew up thinking, but when we're living that way, it's like, what that what we're doing when we're trying to fight against that and get out of that, get out of this place of death and, and really come into this place of change, uh, just picture yourself standing in front of like a tsunami wave with like a, a piece of cardboard, like you're going to block it, you know, <laughs> right. really that's, and we Good get luck. crushed, right? You know, that's, it's impossible to do this thing on our own, you know, and, but that's what we think so much. We grow up thinking that way yeah. it's on us. So yeah. that's, you know, and I have, you know, growing up, I got a, a lot of abilities and just talents and strengths in different ways, just naturally. So I, I just relied on myself all the time. And some, and I don't mean to stop you, but sometimes, you know, I think a lot of people get to the place where they recognize something is wrong, something needs to change. And that is, yes, you absolutely need to get to that place. But yeah. then we put it on ourselves. Yeah. And then sometimes, and, and I think in the instance of your story even, it almost just kind of creates this spiral of, of feeling like, you're trying, you're trying, and trying, but things just keep getting worse. You're never and then, going anywhere. And then, yeah, yeah you, you either give up or you just find yourself even more dead, deader right. than, than yeah. what you found yourself before. For real, and we stay stuck. And so I want to, you know, looking back on my life, you know, I can remember God drawing me to himself multiple times. And I can remember a moment I want to share about this because there's a difference between uh, what I experienced when I was like 12 years old, when I when stuff was really stirring in me about something God was trying to bring me to himself, and then what happened six years ago. When I was 12, I can remember, you know, really struggling with sin and, and being overwhelmed by it. And I really wanted to be different. You know, I was uh, really struggling with like sexual sin and just lust and different things. Uh, but when it came down to it, I didn't, I just really wanted to be free from like the consequences, you know, like the image of what sin mm. was doing, the suffering that sin was causing me, mm. um, you know, the punishment of it. I wanted to be free really from that. I wanted it yeah. to be that to be away from me. It really wasn't, uh, it was more about fear and punishment. Right. Like that's where I was stuck in. I wanted to be done with that kind of stuff. Um, and what I realized now is I didn't really actually want to be set free from sin itself. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be set free from death. I didn't, I, like there was, it was that one foot in, one foot out kind of yeah. deal where I still wanted to live and do my life, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to go to heaven. I yeah. wanted to be saved. I wanted to be, a, I wanted to be a little bit changed. I want to, you know, 
have that insurance card that I, I'm going, yeah. I'm going to heaven and that everything's yeah. good, but still live me. And it wasn't, it wasn't a letting go. It was just like God was bringing me to this place and revealing that sin was a problem in my life, uh, but I wasn't in a really in that place of of really letting go. So like that was that happened when I was twelve, and I was I can remember that moment. I got baptized and everything, thinking okay, change is going to happen. But just like Brett was talking about, after I did all those things and I was in church and I was doing all the you know all the activities and all the things, there was no real change happening, and so I just I just gave up. And I, I found yeah. that it was easier to live worldly and to live in my sin than it was to try to try to be good. Yeah. And I, you know, I was tired of doing that, so I just was like, I'm just going to live me because there's yeah. no change here anyway, and I gave up because. And you feel like you feel defeated. It's like, man, I tried, I, I tried and tried and tried. I gave all this effort. I gave all this strength. I did my best, and life still sucks, or it's still falling apart. And so then it's just like, yeah, toss your hands up, and it's like, whatever. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to do what I want. It'll at least be less yeah. resistance. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like what it, what it really came down to was, you know, it, it wasn't about being set free from sin and death and, and, and really being set free from self, you know, being set free from myself. It was just about all the things that are connected to it. Mm-hmm. Just very shallow, very surface level, just really fear driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really, I didn't know the, you know, I didn't know the real love of God at that time. Yeah. And like, I know that's not what the, what was being told to me, but it was just where my, it was, it was just what my spirit was hearing, you know, it's just where I was. And I've understood like there's this process happening in all of us throughout our lives. God's bringing about a redemption in us. And I, you know, I can't explain the timing of things, but this is what God's doing in us through all the things that happen to us, uh, through all the things that we see and experience, you know, God's working a redemption and it's incredible. And I'm starting to really be able to see that. But so throughout my teenage years, you know, I just lived Paul. I lived for me. For me it was about what I wanted to do. It was about what I wanted to have. And uh, so I just, I lived very worldly, as, as worldly as you can really be when it comes to relationships, uh, sex, uh, substances, just, uh, you know, it, you can go and just think about all, you think about the worst things that you can do and live and be a part of. That's just kind of where I was at. I don't really have time to probably go yeah. into all that stuff. But, it, you know, I was broken and I was stuck in that place of death. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get out. Yeah. And so uh, all that happened all the way through high school into college. I was the same way. And there was moments even in college I can remember like God, you know, drawn, trying to get me out of that. But I just never let go. Yeah. I just kept hanging on. It's like I couldn't get past my past. I couldn't get past yeah. where I was living in, and I just kept on seeing and believing and really uh, identifying with who I was, you know, and who I'd been. Like what people could see, my image, uh, the things I'd done. I was stuck in that that way of thinking, you know, yeah. and that's and that's the thinking of death. And it, it keeps you from mm. that place right there. It'll always keep you from believing what God says about you, yeah. and and it'll always keep you from really believing. What Jesus did for you. Yeah. you. You'll always be separated from it, no matter how hard you try. And so that's where I was. And so um, I met an incredible um, woman in college who's my wife now, Amber. She's incredible. She, you know, from the beginning of our relationship, she knows, she knows God. She's known God and walked with God in, the, in a place of life where she really knew him and was connected to what he's done for her in her life. And she was changed and totally different. And so I saw something in her, and then I realized now I saw God in her. Yeah, and you were drawn to that. Right, and I was, that's, that's the thing. I was so drawn to that, but I didn't know how to handle that. Yeah. Right, I, it, it, I wanted to change because of what I saw in her, and I dropped a lot of the things that I was doing. But even when we change the things that we're doing in our lives, yeah. if we're still stuck in that foundation of death, it doesn't matter. You yeah. can add a bunch of good things in, 
you're still going to be the same. Still dead. Right? You're still yeah. dead. And that's the thing. And that's where I was. I just didn't acknowledge, I just wouldn't acknowledge mm-hmm. that. Because when you do that, you lose control. Yeah. You know, there's a letting go that, you know, I'm going to keep talking about. But it's like, you know, we, we, we have this fear that if we let go, if we lay everything down, if we really turn to God, that we just lose everything and that we'll, we'll experience this crazy rejection from everybody and everything. I mean, sure, there are things you do lose because of, of this process, yeah. but dude, the thing is, you gain everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just incredible of what happens. But so I met Amber, uh, she was so crazy different, but I was still a mess. And thinking, you know, looking back even from now, um, Amber said she always could see who I really was apart from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Like wow. God has this this perspective and this vision that He puts in us through His Spirit that she was walking in. She could see who I was before I was even there. Yeah. And so it's just the grace of God how He kept us together through all the yeah. things we've been through. But going into our marriage, and so four years into our marriage, um, we're here in Abilene. She's doing physical therapy. I'm a police officer uh, with Abilene Police Department, and I'm still in this place of death. But, I, you know, I grew up respectful. I grew up to be a good guy. I grew up, you know, I, I, yeah. knew, a, I knew a measure, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's very limited, right? Yeah. right. It, it only goes so far. And so 2016 was this year of death for me. But really, it was the uncovering of the this. The uncovering. Uh, right, it was the That's uncovering good. of death. That's really good. Yeah. Right, you know, we, I went through, you know, I was... All of a sudden, all the things that I've been doing in my life, the different sin that I was able to keep covered and to, to cope with and to keep handle it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could no longer handle. And so, but what I, what I see now that I didn't see then was God was actually planting me into the ground. Mm. He was planting me into the ground so that I would die, yeah. so that things would oh. die, so that life could come. Yeah. He, was, he was taking me to this place and like... And so I just want to encourage you, if you're in this place right now where you've really been, you're just struggling, it seems like physically, emotionally, uh, all spiritually, you know, relationally, all these things, you're just feeling overwhelmed. You can't, it's like everything's coming out to the surface. You can't handle it. I just want to encourage you, like as bad as it seems right now, God is in the process of taking you to the place where all that stuff will fall off, Yeah, where it'll finally be gone, where you'll be able to be done with that. And it won't be your doing, it'll be His work in your life. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a concept to ponder on. And it's not like a, it's not a sunshine, flowers and rainbows thought that God's grace will bring us to death. Like God's grace will bring yeah. us to the place to where we die to self so right. that he, was he bringing, yeah. can bring us to new life. And that's exactly, in 2016, God was bringing me to the end of myself. I couldn't see God, but he was working in a place behind the scenes in my life through all the stuff that was going on to bring me to the end of myself. Because when you come to the end of yourself, then you'll no longer look to yourself. Mm. And then God just opens you up to this place where his mercy, his grace, his presence, his life comes to you and fills you up. It's just crazy. Yeah. So I just talk a little bit about that process. So in 2016, um, uh, I just, you know, and there's a lot to talk about in this year, but really all the stuff I was struggling with, like I was so, I was so addicted to like tobacco, alcohol, porn. I was just trapped in this stuff. I was so overwhelmed with self-image and what I needed to do. And all those years before I'd been able to cope with that stuff, but, but I couldn't do it anymore. And like all of a sudden I started experiencing a depression and an anxiety and like a fear 
that was uncontrollable. And so I started drinking more. I started uh, just getting real, just really like every day, constantly, multiple times looking at porn and being trapped in that and just trying to, you know, there was this darkness just overwhelming me on the inside and it was just overtaking me and I was trying to fix it. Yeah. Right. I was trying to make it better. I was trying to make it go away, but nothing was working. Yeah. So through 2016, this was all happening for like a whole year. And then everything got so overwhelming, it led me to do different things. Like I ended up having an affair and did that, you know, over a course of time during that year and was just so lost. It's just crazy. This death and darkness will take you to places that you never thought you'd go. Yeah. It's like I, I, never, I never wanted to do those things, but this, you know, that death, it just takes you there. Yeah. yeah. And you just get overwhelmed. And so all this stuff's going on. But I, I just want you to hear, like, those weren't my greatest problem. Like, all these stuff that I was doing weren't my wow. ge- greatest problems because God revealed this to me, and I'll, I'll talk about this in a second, just talk about the, you know, the, when I encountered him and when he changed me. Because for me, you know, it, it wasn't this process. It was a moment that I had with God, and he just showed up and changed everything. So at the end of 2016, I was at my house, overwhelmed. Like, so obviously, I'm, I, I got a dilemma here. I'm st- I'm I'm in this place where my whole life's broken. My marriage is totally broken. Everything's messed up. And I'm at my house and, I, and I'm just, I'm wrestling through this. You know, when you're trapped in that place of death, your mind, all it thinks about all the time is fixing things, changing things, escaping things, hiding things, yeah. blaming others, getting around it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. always trying to figure yeah. out a way to escape. That's a, just a good key, like a good thing to recognize or like a red flag if your mind's in that place where you're always just trying to escape that's good you're you're living and and thinking and 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 moving through the mind of death which is that carnal mind that that comes to us from Mm -hmm. from the enemy so like that's where i was and so i'm overwhelmed with anxiety depression uh fear worry everything i'm just i'm stuck there i'm angry i'm frustrated as miserable as you can be overwhelmed in the flesh and and the physical and emotionally, that's where I was. And so I'm walking around in my house just trying to figure out, okay, how do I get out of this? How do I change this? How do I run away from all these problems that I'm in this year? Uh, How do I get away? And then what was, and then this is when God was coming. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden in that moment, I'm overwhelmed all that stuff. My mind suddenly clears. I've never had a clear mind in my whole life. Mm. My whole mind cleared. And then I had this thought, I'm a zero. This, this thought came in, you know, it's kind of, it might sound funny, but in that moment, it just, I was so, I was just crushed. Oh my gosh, I'm a zero. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And then I just started, the, the humility from God started to wash over me. Wow. And I started to recognize how broken I am, how lost I am, how separated from God I am. I, you know, and, and it was in this moment, you know, like I shared at the beginning of the podcast, that our greatest problem really is in our sin and our circumstances and the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Our greatest problem is that we're dead, mm-hmm. separated from the life of God. And in that moment, that was my greatest problem. And I recognized that, and God gave me the eyes to see it. Mm. I got a lot of problems uh, f- physically, <laughs> relationally, Emotionally, I got a lot of problems happening, right? But my greatest problem was something deeper than both of those. Wow. My greatest yeah. problem was that I was dead in Adam and I was separated from the life of God. Yeah. And so I saw that for the first time. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. And so in that moment, that's when I, I realized there isn't, I, I just, I've never really, you know, I just cried out to God. I said, God, I can't go forward. I can't take one more step as Paul. Yeah. 
like, and I had a lot of good things in my life too. Like I got, you know, stuff that you could be proud of. I've done good things in my life, but even then I, I didn't just want the bad to go. I need everything had to go. Yeah. Right. It was this place of fully letting go, this place of full surrender, this place of absolute sweet brokenness where the true humility and the real love of God could come. It wasn't about fear or punishment anymore. Yeah. I needed something totally different. And so I was just like, God, I can't go, you know, we, I can't go forward. I can't take one more step. You got to come and change me. I can't do anything. You know, there was a desperation happening. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a because I was dead. I can't go yeah. forward, and when something's dead, it can't change. Yeah. So I needed God to come, and then and it, 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 He just this whole process of of twenty sixteen and even prior was just God behind the scenes bringing me to this one point where my all out surrender would encounter His life and His presence and His mercy and His grace, His forgiveness, His love, everything about who He is would came into me in that moment. And what I could remember so overwhelmingly was. When that, when that happened in that moment, I crashed on the floor and just wept. And for the first time, I knew God was there. Yeah. And I knew that he was, he was my father because he spoke directly into my heart. We know we, you know, we hear like we, that verse or whatever, the, the Bible talking about when he calls you by name. Mm-hmm. And I remember in that moment, he said, Paul, no more of this. You are my son. And for the first time, I knew God as a father. Yeah. I've never seen him as a father. I always, yeah. you know, I was the prodigal running away. Yeah. But for the first time, I knew God was my father. Yeah. And I was, and what was cool is when his presence came, I got filled up with love. Yeah. Full of love. And, for, and that was the first time I've ever known love. Yeah. And it, it made me realize too, like all, it was amazing all the things that were happening in this moment. I'm trying to just to share the different things that God was showing me. Uh, but it was an ugly, messy place. It wasn't like this sweet place of just yay and everything's great yeah. now. I was just, it was the sweet brokenness of humility and love. Yeah. Like a, yeah. a real surrender. It was incredible. Uh-huh. And, you know, another thought that came to me was that, oh my gosh, I've never loved anyone my whole life. And so you think about it, I've been mm. married for four years, and then, but I was so humbled by God and so, so just sweet, sweetly broken and filled with his presence and his love that he made me realize I'd never known love and I've actually never loved anyone. Mm. And, and so this was the change. It's God's love like, that comes and changes. And then all of a sudden, and another thing you know, that he showed me too was you know, we, we struggle to believe what God says about who we are and what Jesus has done for us, right? We, we struggle to really connect ourselves to this. Yeah. And one of the first verses that the Lord took me to in this sweet, I don't know how long it was, maybe a few hours of him just revealing things to me. He took me to Galatians 2.20 uh, of when Paul, you know, Paul wrote about, you know, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. It is no longer I, Paul, who live, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. And the life that I now live in the flesh, you know, physically, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Isn't this an incredible truth connecting to who, what God says about yeah. us and what he's done for us? Yeah. And then I was just, oh my gosh. And then, so God opened up to me the finished work of the cross. Yeah. Like I've never had an understanding or a true revelation of what Jesus had done for me. I knew he died for me, but I just see, I saw a guy 2000 years ago. Okay. He died for my sins, but how does that do anything for me? Yeah. How does that, how do I connect to that? And then the Lord showed me through this verse and he said, Paul, everywhere that I went, everywhere that Jesus went, I've taken you with me. Mm. This is just a good thing to see when it comes from, to go from death to life, to really yeah. receive this truth by faith. Because when I saw this, in this crazy moment where my life was totally a, a disaster, God said, hey, Paul, 
when Jesus died on the cross, you did too. Mm-hmm. Wow. When he was buried, you were buried. When he was resurrected, you were resurrected. When he ascended to the Father, you ascended. Yeah. And when he sat down in all victory, in all power, in all you know, authority, in all freedom, all those incredible things, when he sat down with God in this place of victory, you did too. Yeah. And so uh, this, this hap- th- guys, this is what's happened to us spiritually, and God wants to us, uh, awaken us to this truth. Yeah. And then he just gave me the faith to believe that. Yeah. And so what was cool, this death to life moment that I had with God, it's hard to explain, but I, I no longer could see myself for who I was and who I had been. Like it wasn't about physical Paul anymore. I could see who I was in God mm-hmm. and what he was speaking over me. And yeah. so in that, here's what he told me. Through all that crazy, awesome encounter and what God was showing me and revealing to me and just, you know, I was being born again. I was being changed. He was filling me with his life and spirit. Here's what he said, because I had so many problems. You think about it, if you find yourself in this place, but what do I do about everything that's broken in my life now? What do I do about my broken marriage? What do I do about all this stuff I got to confess, right? Because I had a lot to confess, mm-hmm. right? I'd been unfaithful completely in my marriage. I got all these problems, I'm, all these addictions, all these things that I had done. How do, how do I deal with this now? And here's what the, you know, here's what the Lord told me when it came to this, because I was like, God, what do I do? And he's just like, Paul, all I want you to do is fix your eyes on me. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Just with everything you have, go after me and I'll take care of everything else. Yeah. Right? And this goes back to the thing of we can't, we can't do it. And so from that point, it's, I, I really didn't take it on myself to fix anything that was messed up in my life anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I just set my eyes on Jesus and I started following him and asking, to, asking him to help me walk with him. And, he, and then he, his spirit brought redemption and rec- reconciliation. He brought, he, you know, he healed things that there's no way I would have been able to right. heal, right? And so my marriage, you know, just this is a big thing. It was so broken. It was so messed up. It was as bad as it could be. And, but only, and God was the one, and like, we're, we're still, you know, we're, this will be our 10 year this year that we're going to be married. You know, we're still together. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't add this in, but I'll just say this now, like through that affair, you know, came a pregnancy. And so our first child that my wife and I had was not even ours together. Yeah. My daughter, Caroline, and that we see, you know, she's like, she's such a blessing. She's a miracle out of this whole thing. But I mean, I'm just trying to paint a picture just to tell you like, this is, yeah. this is about as bad as it can get in a marriage. But we're, but just to tell you, we're at a place now in our marriage because of God and his faithfulness and his redemption and his life that he brings like we're in a place of stronger unity than we were before all yeah. this mess happened. Absolutely. Right? But it was it came down to us putting both of us together, putting our eyes on Jesus, believing what he says about who we are, believing what he's done for us in Jesus, and then pouring that over each other. Yeah. Right? So it's like there's just this grace yeah. and I've got to experience that. And I'm so thankful and it's like mm-hmm. it's just it's just incredible. And like, so that was, that was like, that was the difference. And so connecting that back to that point, you know, when I was 12 and then what happened five years ago, the difference was God brought me to the place where I wanted to actually be set free from myself, from yourself. Right. I wanted to be set free from sin. I wanted to be set free from the sinful nature. Like I, I wanted to be so changed that I was desperate for it. Right. I didn't want to just, I didn't want to keep and hang on to anything. 
like anything. I wanted it all to be different. Yeah. And so that was the difference. And like, you know, as bad as it may look in your life, God can redeem everything that's broken. Yeah. Right. And here's what it comes down to, regardless of what level you think of how bad your life is, um, if you'll look to him, he can carry you through that season. He can carry you through that place to where uh, things get changed for real. Yeah. I think, I think one thing you just said a second ago is, you know, you were talking about how, like I was, I was trying to figure out like, what do I do with this? How do I reconcile with all the relationships? How do I, you know, get rid of these addictions in my life? And you're like, God told you, fix your eyes on me. Come on, yeah. And, and, and I think so many times, like we hear that and we go, "Yeah, but what but, about? But, yeah. but but what what about this? Like, what what, what do I do? What yeah, like I need I, to change I have, this. I, I have so many things this. I that 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 need to be changed and need to be fixed. And it was like, and you're like, do you not think like how big is your God? Yeah. How 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 big is your God that you think that you have to take things into your own hands? Greater is He who is in you than He who is in the world. Yeah. Man, if I were to encourage anyone to memorize one verse that they could that they could walk out their whole entire life with and take on the enemy's schemes to to conquer hell death and the grave greater is he who is in the world greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world yeah. and i'm telling you it's like and that's and i i, I look at guys I, I look back at paul's life and paul and i have gone on mission trips together we've done countless of services together yeah we've 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 done the things together we i mean we have hung out together we've gone got lunch together i've seen i've seen paul in so many different situations guys and i'm telling you he's someone who is marked by the grace of god mm-hmm. who has been redeemed who is I'm I'm telling you I've never seen someone who loves as well as Paul does. I'm yeah, I'm, 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 gonna give, I'm gonna give you guys an example. He's been filled with love, like yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, let it's, you it's, give you your example, but for real, like when I think Paul, I'm like, gosh, this is so, like one of the most loving and genuine, but also just Jesus focused people I've ever encountered, and it it it's challenging, it's inspiring, and it's it's. It causes you to just give thanks for the the grace yes. and the goodness of God. But yes, go ahead and so give your so we were we were on a mission trip in New Orleans, and uh, we were in this like condo type house. So one side, one of our one of the adult leaders was in the down down uh, downstairs side. Paul was in the upstairs side with me, a couple of my friends, and and I'm and I'm sitting there and I was working on my laptop writing something, and I I had left my laptop on the counter and and I come back and I open up my notes and it's just this message. And all it says is, I love you, bro, from Paul. And I was like, that is, that is it. I, I, I can't tell you every time that I see Paul, I, it's, I'll be up on stage leading worship. I'll be in the crowd, you know, worshiping God. I'll be serving somewhere. And I'll just, Paul has just mouthed me. I love you. And I'm like, dude, I mean, it's the most encouraging person ever. And there's one last story I want to tell. And because this is, this is, this is, what I've seen from your life is how you have fixed your eyes on God. Is I remember it was one of my first, it was one of kind of my first probably month at Beltway and, uh, or probably second month at Beltway. And we we're about to jump into a service. You're preaching that night. And, uh, you, I walk in after middle school service and, and you're, you're sitting there and you're on your laptop typing stuff, changing the story up and changing your sermon a little bit. And, and I walk in and you didn't say anything. And I was like, that's, that's kind of weird, you know? And so I, I walk back, I walk out and I walk back in and I was like, Hey, you know, and, and no, you asked me, you go, 
hey, bro, like, how are you doing? Like, how was your day? And you sat there and you stopped what you're doing, came over, you talked to me. And then that that sermon, I mean, you, you, you acted like everything was, you know, you were on top of the world. You love me better. You asked about my day. And then during the sermon, his first illustration was something so tragic that had happened in you and your wife's life. And I just remember I sat there and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm like, how, like, how, how, how did he just like, like how, how, how was he able to love us this well? You know, mm-hmm. he's, it's like, but it's like, I, I, I think about it and you have a heart that believes greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Come on. And it is, and it is, it's one of the most encouraging things to, to look on this side of things. And I'm telling you, man, if guys, Paul is, he's amazing and he's marked by the grace and mercy of God. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the key, again, the key to that is your total surrender. And that's yeah. something that yes. like a lot of us as believers get like up here in the head, yep. but like getting it down mm. deep within us is, is such a difficult journey, but you can see the fruit in your own life of the probably the discipline and the dedication of believing that and surrendering daily you know yeah. again it's it's dying to self daily it's the galatians 2:20 you have been crucified yeah. with christ it's no longer paul who lives but it's christ who lives within him and yeah. so yeah i mean the greatest key to our victory is the ability to surrender and yeah. to let go um, and that's just such a scary thing because like what that's Carson everything. said yeah. earlier is, is this thought of like, well, I, I know that God, but like, but I got to do this, but I got to do this, but I got to do this. No, but from what don't. I hear from you, Paul, in this journey of transformation, it's it's been just pursue the love of Jesus and, and the love of God the Father and find yourself in it. And then he brings about the redemption yeah. and the restoration yeah. that you never could have orchestrated. That's right. Yeah, it's like... Regardless of when we're dead or even when we, after we're filled with life, it's not us, yeah. yeah. Right? It's yeah. it's it's God that's got to do the work. It's you know, and, and, and even now in this place, um, I have a even now like after six years of really walking with God, I'm in a place of I need. It's a greater dependence and need for God. Yeah. Like there's no you don't ever get past that. Yeah. You know because as we if we if we move past just the the brokenness of humility and love and dependence and trust and security and all these things, identity, everything you can think, if, if we, when we move past these things that are in God, we'll look back to ourselves again. Yeah. And that's why, you, and you'll slip back into the mindset of trying to do things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what that looks like, it'll always lead to failure and it'll always lead to a limited thing. Yeah, it'll always good. lead to... Um, no change, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it is this place of surrender. It's hard to explain it, and you know. And I've I've walked with people and and you know and different guys, and it's like this idea of letting go, of counting all as loss, mm-hmm. is a hard thing. Yeah. And you know, I am, I'm just thankful because, but that is what God wants to do in everyone. Everyone. You know, it's not. It's not. I'm not anything special. I'm not. Yeah. It's not about me. But there is this place that God wants to work out in all of us. Where we are fully surrendered, and we are, we have counted all as lost. Because whenever I, when I encountered him and things were changing, and I didn't want to go another step forward in Paul, regardless of what my life had been, 
you know, I just, I counted it all as loss. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, I thought I was going to lose everything, but then what God, had, what God showed me, what I was gaining yeah. was far surpassing than anything I was ever going to lose. Yeah. And so he, his love is what comes and removes the fear yeah. of letting go. So it's like, we just got to be crying out for his love to come and for his presence to come yeah. um, and, and for him to bring the change we need. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I wrote this down. I had the thought earlier, and then I forgot it, and then you reminded me of it again. But like, it, it, it's kind of... It's kind of mind-boggling that we will trust God with our salvation. Our literally, we will trust God in Jesus with our eternal state, <laughs> but then somehow we limit Him. We limit Him to yeah. being able to bring redemption in our daily living. Right. Like, yeah. I'll trust you with my eternal state, but I today I got to pick this one up my own guy. Yeah, I've got to take care of this. I got to take care of this, and it's right. like. It, I'm I'm chuckling at it, but because it's it's just humorous and just absolutely ludicrous. But uh, but truly, it I think that's a big problem uh, that that we haven't learned, I guess, the beauty and the power of surrender yet, yeah. um, and realizing that it's not just the big stuff and it's not just after death that the Lord wants to redeem. It's your daily living, and if you don't acknowledge that you're already dead, then you're not going to be truly living. Like That's right. death breeds death, life breeds life. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I want to say one thing to the people listening to this, people listening to Paul's story, listening to this podcast, is that, you know, I think oftentimes when we find our place in that death and destruction, what our minds go to is, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? What, yeah. like what well, like what are these people that I hurt like what what are what are they gonna say like what what am I gonna do my life's gonna be completely ruined you know it's gonna I'm gonna be shamed I'm gonna be condemned for the things I've done people are gonna talk about it and and seriously like hear this that God is greater than all of that yeah like mm-hmm. it is like yeah. I, I, I'm telling you his surpassing greatness will trump everything else, all the noise in your life and all that will scream super loud. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's the same thing that the enemy has been doing since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And, and here's, that is the most beautiful thing is that the grace of God, it, it, it will change everything. When we keep our eyes on, on God, when we surrender to him, yeah. it's, I mean, he will, he will take care of everything. Yeah. And it, it's been the most miraculous thing watching it happen in Paul's life. Yeah. It seriously has been. And what you said, not only is it the enemy's scheme from the very beginning, you know, it, it always has been, it's always been God's aim from the the beginning yes. to bring life. Like yes. it is who he is and it's yeah. what he does. He brings life out of all things. Yeah. Like I love that death never has the victory. And that's not just for our eternal state. I mean, that's yep. literally ingrained on, in yep. like in the surroundings of how the world was created. Like death brings greater life. Like you think about our our seasons that we have. You have fall where things die and you have winter where things are barren. But that creates the scenario and the groundwork for spring yeah. life to right. shoot up and greater life to come. And, yeah. you know, when a plant or a tree dies, it actually seeds the ground so that greater life can come yeah. up from it yeah. and so on. I mean, I could give you tons of examples because I just, I, I love that life always has the victory. It mm-hmm. is who God is yes. and it's what he's been doing since the beginning. And like what Paul said, it's not like Paul is, is special in and no one 
someone else. Like this is what God wants to do in every single one of our lives. And you just have to truly believe it and die to yourself. Like yeah. I, I love the just the idea, and we'll kind of wrap it up here, the idea of being brought to the end of yourself so that you'll never look at yourself again moving forward. And what it means yeah. to to daily die to self is to daily stop looking to yourself. Like Surrender to stop to looking at yourself, stop looking to yourself and fix your eyes on yep. Jesus. And that's, that's a it. daily habit. It's a daily daily task. It's a daily battle. Um, but that's that's where the life is. Right. It's it, Well, it's a moment by moment yeah. walking in step with God so that you no longer look to that, you know, that fallen image of who you were or what what took place or how you even think yourself to be or even just your physical image, but really seeing your identity in Christ for real, like seeing this new image that you have that he's given you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's that's what it's about, you know, yeah. overcoming all of your past, overcoming sin, overcoming your addiction, overcoming your problems doesn't happen with physical strength. It happens by faith. Yeah. And so like that that one truth that whenever I met God for real and I came into relationship with him, that one truth that he told me of to set my eyes fully on him has been the difference maker in this whole deal. Yeah. Because every day it's not about what Paul needs to do or what I need to forget or what I need to fix or overcome. It's just about looking at Jesus and yep. receiving from him what he has done for me. Yeah. S- receiving from him every day what he is speaking over me. And it's just it's like here's what it comes down to guys is are we gonna are, are we gonna believe God, yeah, or are we gonna believe ourselves? Yeah, and so it's like that's kind of that's the real battle of what it looks like to overcome. And I just want to encourage you spend some time sit with God in this place of like, uh, God help me just to believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I I, I think about if if I were just to to sum up this conversation in 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 the Bible, the Hebrews chapter twelve and Hebrews chapter twelve and verse one it says therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Hmm. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm, Come on. That's good. Paul, I want to end like this. Will you just pray um, for everyone who's listening to this podcast, whether it's the day it comes out or whether this is two years later, um, would you just pray over them? Yeah. Awesome. Father, I'm just so thankful for your your life and your love that's come, come to us through Jesus Christ. And, and Lord, I just want to pray right now that anybody that is in this wrestle, in this place of death, or even they think they're good or not, whatever it is, God, that you, can, you your heart is to bring them out of that and into life, into this perfect place of unity with you where uh, they know and believe that they're filled up with you and that they're your son or your daughter, God. I just pray that you'd pour out faith and just surrender and humility, all the things that you do, God. Father, I just pray that you'd give uh, just grace and understanding and just eyes to see that the death and the process that has been taking place in their lives, as hard as it may be and as messy as it is, uh, God, that you're bringing them to a place where you're going to reveal to them your glory and yeah. just uh, the, the the new image that you have for them, God. So, Father, really, we just need your spirit to move. Mm-hmm. We need your spirit to fall. And, and God, would you just... 
Would you move in people's lives and would you give them the hope that not only eternally have we been redeemed by you, but we're, we can be redeemed in the things of our life here. Yeah. You know, we don't have to wait to get out of death after we physically die, but we can get out of that now yeah. and be filled up with your life and walk, walk in step with you. We can actually get to a place where we're just, we have our heads lifted up and we know you and we know who we are in you, God. So Father, I just pray just even through my testimony that you'd, you'd pour out this hope and you'd give people this hope that change can really happen and that there is no darkness, there is no sin, there is no place that you can't reach. Yeah. So Father, would you, be, would you start restoring hearts and, and lives and, uh, and just restoring places that have been broken? P- give people hope, Father. Mm. Pour out your spirit and just like you did in me, reveal your love to people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And guys, thank you so much just for your time today, and Paul especially, just for uh, taking us on a little bit of your journey. And and really, it's it's the journey of, of what Jesus is doing um, and that the Holy Spirit is doing in, in every single one of us. And so yeah. uh, thank you so much for that time today. Everyone, we hope you have a great week. Be blessed. And remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.